I once saved 90% on prescription drugs. Yes, 90%. And I got to spend a week in Spain while doing it. Ole. Here's what happened. After a rough year when I learned I had the same disease my dad had battled for 27 years, I had a successful kidney transplant. And a few months later, my husband and I decided to celebrate by taking a vacation to Barcelona. And an hour after we landed, my purse was stolen, along with $4,000 of my medications. Drugs I have to take every 12 hours to keep my body from rejecting the new kidney. Given all the bad news that we're fed here in the U.S. about healthcare in other countries, we were pretty terrified. We called Aetna, and that's when we learned that they wouldn't cover the cost to replace these meds, and we didn't know if we could charge $4,000 on our credit cards while out of the country. But we jumped in a cab, and we asked the driver to take us to the nearest hospital, and 10 minutes later, we arrived in front of the lovely and modern Hospital del Mar. And in about five minutes, I was in an exam room with a doctor who kept apologizing in perfect English because she could only give me a week's worth of free meds. A half hour after that, we were in an independent farmacia with no line. Corporate pharmacy chains aren't allowed in Spain. This is because after Spain rid itself of the Franco dictatorship in 1978, their new constitution guaranteed the right to universal health care. Their single-payer public healthcare system is consistently rated among the best in the world. And just like the doctor, this pharmacist in Barcelona kept apologizing to us too because we weren't Spanish citizens and because my insurance refused to pay, he had to charge us the full price, 298 euros. At the time, about $400. The very same drugs made by the very same manufacturers cost 10% of what they cost without insurance in the U.S. America. We need to stop letting these pharmaceutical companies and politicians abuse us. We're here in the studio with writer, filmmaker, and activist Jennifer Nix. We just heard the great story you shared, Jennifer, and it certainly demonstrates the insanity of our U.S. healthcare system and the need for drug pricing legislation and expanded and improved Medicare for all. Welcome, Jennifer. So nice to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. So talk to us a little bit about how this all came to be. Well, I'd written a story for uh, Wendell Potter's website, Tarbell, and it caught the attention of some activists in D.C. who thought it might make a good video for uh, the Bernie Sanders uh, powerhouse social media team. And he put me in touch with Armand Avaram, and I had a date set to go make the video, and I showed up. And basically, you just walk into Bernie's Senate office on the third floor of the Dirksen Senate office building, and they've set up a wingback chair, and you sit there and talk directly to the camera. It's basically like you're supposed to be talking to Bernie himself. And they're putting out all these issues-based testimonials from people about health care and other issues. That's incredible. And do they just give you the videos back, or do they actually put those videos out as well? Well, you have to write your own script, but anyone can submit a script to the team there. Um, and then you just show up at the office. They produce it. Um, they you know, edit in all this extra archival footage and whatnot. And then it's yours to spread. There are no rights. I mean, they want it to spread as far as possible. So you know, they put it out on their Facebook, their Twitter, and everything. But then you can also have the rights, and that's why you could play it here today. That's incredible. So let's talk a little bit about your insights on the current drug pricing legislative efforts and also about some fault lines developing among the likely 2020 Democratic presidential contenders, particularly around health care reform. Well, as we saw in the midterms, health care was the number one issue for American voters. I mean, and we also saw that over half of the Democratic contenders that were running for offices, even against Republicans, were in support of Medicare for all. But the other bigger number right now is that 90 percent of Americans support regulation on drug prices. Yeah. So 
that's why you're starting to see bipartisan action. I mean, we've got Trump talking about, you know, listing the drug prices. Not that that's going to do much, but um, we've got Speaker Pelosi now talking about how she's going to be putting forth very strong legislative uh, bills and whatnot. But we don't know any specifics about that yet. And we have a number of 2020 contenders like Kamala Harris and Jeff Merkley, Amy Klobuchar, who are putting forth drug price plans. Elizabeth Warren has prepared a bill that would permit the government to manufacture drugs and sell them at lower prices. And Cory Booker is putting together a bill that sheds light on the pharmaceutical company's fraudulent moves to bilk Medicaid and Medicare. So we've got a number of things floating out there on the drug pricing front, but nothing has really actually moved through the legislative process yet. I have to ask because I didn't know that it was illegal for you to go to another country and buy drugs. So when you were there in Spain and this happened to you, I would think that the natural reaction from you would have been, okay, I'm going to buy 10 months worth of drugs (laughs) and take them back because, I mean, for the price I was going to pay in the U.S. So what would have happened if you'd done that? Well, right now, the Trump administration is cracking down even more on Americans who are trying to import cheaper drugs. But this was, you know, back in 2009, the story that I'm talking about. So we had a very different president. And I don't even know if they were making you declare such things at the border, but I certainly didn't. I I didn't go there to break the law, certainly. Yes. I mean, I showed up in Spain and within an hour, my drugs were stolen, drugs that I have to take every 12 hours to keep the kidney from being rejected. Um, so I had to act fast. And I just, you know, jumped in a cab and asked to go to the closest hospital. And uh, I ended up in a beautiful modern hospital on the beach. <laughs> Incredible. And no no upset. You know, people apologizing to you, speaking full English, and I'm sorry I can't pay for it. I mean, the stark, right. stark difference. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, the doctor is apologizing to me for giving me a week's worth of free drugs. The pharmacist is apologizing that he has to charge me $400 for drugs that cost 4000 here. I mean, I was starting to think, you know, I, I'm going to come back here every month to get my drugs if I get thrown off um, health care and I'm going to buy drugs for other kidney patients who can't afford to get here and get drugs. I mean, it's a crazy system that makes you think that way. And your insurance wouldn't cover it. Right. right. I mean, yeah. I had just had it filled in the U.S. right, right. before I left. And then, you know, so a couple of days later, the drugs were stolen. And when I called Aetna from Barcelona, they said, sorry, yeah, it's on you. Now that you have this pre-existing condition, do you have any issues with Aetna? Are you still with Aetna? I'm not with Aetna. I'm now with United Health, and they're pretty tough. <laughs> but you know, I had my transplant, and part of my drugs for the first three years were paid for by Medicare because I don't know how many Americans know this, but in 1973, Richard Nixon and Congress nearly unanimously expanded Medicare to cover ALS patients and all patients with end-stage renal disease. And so all of your coverage for your kidney issues go via Medicare. Well, for the first three years. Only three years. Because once you have a transplant, the clock starts ticking because, well, there are a lot of reasons why. But, I mean, the dialysis lobby wants you wants patients to be on dialysis because that's 100% covered by mm-hmm. Medicare. And, well, I can't speak to their, uh, their reasons other than greed there, but... Um, the, the clock starts ticking at, at the point you have the transplant, and then it's 36 months that you have a mix of payment between your primary insurance, which at the time for me was Aetna, and Medicare. And do you have any advice for our listeners, citizens that want to kind of put some political pressure on the candidates coming up to get involved in the healthcare system and make that part of the Democratic platform? Because I think it's important. It appeals to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, when 90 percent of Americans support legislation to control drug prices and 70 percent of Americans are, you know, asking for some kind of single payer or right. universal health care. I mean, it's on us to keep those numbers high. I mean, activists are organizing people, but anyone listening, I mean, talk to your legislators, call their offices, send emails. Um, sign up for the various groups that are working toward this. And, you know, it takes money to get this stuff done. So if you have money to donate, um, that is very helpful at this point. But mainly just get your voice heard. Are you concerned moving forward with uh, obtaining health care with a pre-existing condition? Well, obviously, I'm watching all this very carefully with a plan B to move to a country that has already figured out that health care should be a human right. Well, it looks like Spain <laughs> might top your list. Spain or Portugal. <laughs> Portugal yes. also. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it. we are the last country. We all know this. We are the last wealthy country doing this to our citizens. I mean, nobody else has this weight on their backs. And the minute you need your insurance... You, you realize all the problems and all the barriers keeping you from being able to get the health care you need. We need to wake up to that fact. We've been propagandized for far too long. Absolutely. And can you remind our listeners again where they can see the video? Uh, you can see the video on the Bernie Sanders Facebook page, and you can also find it on YouTube. I think if you just Google American woman saved 90% on drugs in Spain, you should be able to find it. Okay. And you can hear it on our site as well on Nurse Talk site. Great. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm just really pleased to have been here. Thanks right, so much. We appreciate it. Our guest in the studio today has been writer, filmmaker, and activist Jennifer Nix. You're listening to Nurse Talk Radio on Progressive Voices. Tune in and all of our broadcast partners. <laughs> 